At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Man, it's 2022, everybody, and another year of covering pro wrestling and mixed martial arts here on the program, and we got a lot to get into here today. We haven't been around since, uh, what was it, Thursday? Holy smokes, a lot has happened since then. Roman Reigns got COVID removed from the WWE Day 1 pay-per-view. Brock Lesnar ended up in the Raw Championship match. He won the title. He has been moved from SmackDown to Raw. We have potential injuries to Drew McIntyre. Look like the same for Sasha, but apparently she's going to be okay. We got Wrestle Kingdom coming up tomorrow. We got so much stuff to talk about here today. But unfortunately, if you listen to the Brian and Vinny show on Saturday, sad news to kick it off. For those of you that have been watching the videos, uh, video.f4wonline.com or twitch.tv slash f4wvideo, if you've seen the uh, which one is it? The uh, how how shoulders Torelli became Big Vinny V, and big fella on there. The, the running joke was, "Is that Craig?" And every single time I said, "No, that's not Craig. That's Sonny." Well, unfortunately, Sonny O'Mara passed away on New Year's Eve. So Vinny and I had a lot of stories about Sonny on the uh, show Saturday night after the uh, pay per view. And uh, Craig, the actual Craig, is going to be on Tuesday, and we'll be telling some stories with Craig as well, because all of us wrestled with Sonny for years and years and years, and uh, some of my favorite memories of ribbing Vinny were, uh, they were all done with old Sonny O'Mara. Corey McKinney, if you head to my uh, Twitter right now, at Brian Alvarez, we've got a link up for the GoFundMe, left behind a wife and two children, so... Anything that you've got, a couple bucks, would be greatly appreciated. But a lot to get into here today. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. 
Yes. I, nothing cheers me up more than reading people just write absolutely insane things on the on the chat right here. I'll don't worry about it later. It's good to be back. But you know the uh, the uh, how shoulders trelly became Big Vinny V featuring the late great Sonny O'Mara has been airing during the commercials, and uh, I have not, in fact, uh, watched that with sound uh, since we made it. I've seen it five hundred times. Like during the commercials, it airs, but I don't. I don't hear the the audio, so uh, I just I just watch it and and uh, so I, sh- I should go back and watch it with sound again someday. But uh, you know, I was telling some stories about Sunny on on Saturday that we'd always laugh at, and uh, one thing we would always laugh at without fail. There's a there's a, a moment coming up here in this video where uh, the story is that Vinny has uh, been incarcerated in the Green Hill School for Wayward Youths, which is uh, an actual place. And uh, when we would drive to Oregon, we drove to Oregon every single week to work for, for Tito Carrion and his, his wrestling school. And we would always pass, because on I-5, you pass the Green Hill School for Wayward Youth on the way down, and you pass the Green Hill School for Wayward Youth on the way back. And Buddy was the one who introduced me to this school and would always say, ah, you know, Vinny should be in that school. He's a wayward youth. So anyway, uh, we decided to make this video, and we filmed it uh, on the way down and back from, from Oregon, one of, these, one of these trips. And we, uh, we passed the Green Hill School for Wayward Youths. And so our idea was, well, we're going to film a, a shot where uh, we, we're going to put Vinny in a straitjacket, and we're going we're gonna to film him escaping from the Green Hill School for Wayward Youths. And so what we did was we took him to the Green Hill School, put him in a straitjacket, and had him flee the grounds, which, of course, you know, in hindsight, what could have happened to him? He could have been shot. But anyway, we filmed it, and uh, you see him running... Uh, through the next to the railroad tracks or whatever, and then it cuts to a shot of uh, of Sonny and I, and my sweet earrings, and my uh, sunglasses on top of my head, and I don't even remember what I say because I haven't I haven't heard the audio in in twenty years or whatever, but I look at Sonny and Sonny looks at me, and the point of this is the way that it's shot. Sonny was way bigger than me as it is. I was at this point probably one hundred sixty five pounds, and he was easily. 280 pounds and maybe more and he had this gigantic head and but the way that we shot it it's like he was in the foreground and i was in the background so it's like how they had to film the hobbit where they had to make all these weird things and then you know they put gandalf in the front of this thing and then elijah wood or whatever would be or is that uh, xavier was anyway he would be in the back seat and they would shoot it so in the perspective you know gandalf looked gi- so anyway because of this perspective, Sonny's head is so gigantic. He looks like a buffalo. And so every time we would watch this video, we'd get to that scene, and Sonny and I would just look at each other, and we would just howl with laughter at the size of Sonny's head. So you'll be seeing it here coming up pretty soon. It's one of those, uh, uh, you know... No one will laugh but me and Sonny, but who cares? It was me and Sonny laughing about it. So you'll see his, his absolutely enormous buffalo-sized head, I think, coming up in maybe the uh, 
the next segment right here. But did you start calling him Pumpkinhead or anything? No, like you that, kidding or? me? I'd never say anything negative to Sonny. He'd <laughs> kill me. He would have killed me. Where did you guys get a straight jacket from? We made it. We just got like a white jacket and we we put it on Vinny backwards and we just tied the sleeves. With like and it a worked five out XL jacket. Wait, you think we had a budget? Well, I was well, let's go to the straight jacket store. Well, excuse me, Mr. Magic, where I'm sure you got your flash paper from. I was curious as to where you got well, a straight jacket from we to take made it up it. to that school. We made it, because back then we had to be creative, because we didn't have any money. All right, we could talk at, more about Sunday on Tuesday. But uh, there's a couple of news stories here, and one of them probably doesn't sound like a big-time news story. Um, but I'm actually going to start with it. And you're going to ask yourself, why? I will explain. Sasha Banks says she is good after she was helped to the back following our show match against Charlotte in Fayetteville on uh, whatever day it was. Video and photos from the match show Banks landing awkwardly on a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, and her left knee appears to buckle. Uh, there then appears to be a communication with the referee in the match, followed by a pause in the action as Banks looks to be determining whether or not she can make it back to her feet. After Charlotte's double moonsault spot, Banks reversed a cradle. Flair quickly hit natural selection for the pin. The referee threw up the old X sign. Banks was helped to the back by the referee and WWE ringside physician Dr. Chris Amon. Uh, Sasha later tweeted, quote, I'm good. So, looks like a serious injury has been avoided here. Uh, by the way, to digress quickly, which has really nothing to do with anything, but I was meeting my dad somewhere yesterday, and uh, it's been snowing here, and it's all icy. And I pulled up to where we were meeting, and my dad's walking down the steps of this building, and he's heading towards his, his uh, car. And, dude, he's 78 years old, and he slipped on this ice, and he took a, this bump. And I thought, oh, my God. And he just got up and kept walking. And then I went over to him, and I was like, Dad, are you all right? He goes, you saw that? <laughs> I said, yeah, are you all right? And he goes, yeah, uh, my, my knee twisted weird, but I'm all right. So, anyway, I don't know how he survived, but he was totally fine. Well, and did he throw his hands out and take it flat oh, back? Oh, man, like this was a bump on cement in the ice, and he totally didn't sell it. But anyway, the point is, you know, sometimes you, you something happens to your knee, and you presume the worst, and then everything is fine. So, yeah. hopefully that's what happened to, to Sasha. But there's a reason I bring this up. Roman Reigns has COVID, and uh, he was pulled from day one, obviously. The match was supposed to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. With Roman Reigns out, they moved Brock Lesnar to the Raw WWE Championship match. Brock Lesnar won the match, beating Big E. He is the new WWE champion. And uh, as we're going through a lot of stories real quick. The new feud for the moment is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Brock is officially now on Raw. I'm not sure if Fox is aware of that or not, but when they are, I'm sure they'll be thrilled. But he's a free agent, so, you know, he can show up on SmackDown whenever. But with him going to Raw for the time being and feuding with Lashley, the the WrestleMania main event at this point appears to still be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I do not know what this means, but as of 20 minutes ago or so, it was not going to be 
a title versus title match. What that means, I don't know. It could mean that uh, Brock will not be champion by the time Mania rolls around. It could mean that they're just going to do, you know, champion versus champion like Survivor Series, but each belt is not on the line. I don't know what it means, but as of 20 minutes ago, as of today, they are not doing like a title versus title unification match at WrestleMania. Everything could change. But anyway, the reason I bring up Sasha in all of this is because of, of, you remember last week, like everybody had COVID and like everything was being shuffled around and everything like that. There was a, there was a point last week where uh, because of everybody getting whatever and people like Tony Storm being gone, there was like one babyface woman on SmackDown. And I'm pretty sure it was Sasha, but I'm not positive because, you know, I heard one babyface woman, but if you watch the show, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes who's what. But uh, if Sasha would have been out, they would have been down to zero babyfaces on SmackDown. That leads us to Roman Reigns here, who now that he will not be feuding with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown, now the question is, with Brock on Raw feuding with Lashley, who is Roman Reigns going to feud with on SmackDown? We're going to go over out of the SmackDown roster after the break, and I want you to try to figure out this mystery. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Sony's Buffalo Head just appeared on that thing, and I had a hearty laugh. Okay. So, before the break, we were talking about uh, Roman Reigns going down with COVID, everything being changed on the day one show. Now, it is Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley on Raw. And Roman Reigns has to do something until they go back to Lesnar and Roman Reigns heading into WrestleMania. So, you know what's funny about this, too, is, uh, you know, perhaps there are people that work for WWE today that woke up today and were like, my God, what what are we going to do? Bro, when was the draft? October? Dude, we talked in October about how horrible this SmackDown roster was. I'm not talking about, like, individual wrestlers. Like, you know, I like a lot of the people that are working there. But if you look at who WWE is booking as main eventers, 
because they don't book a lot. I mean, SmackDown had nobody. Well, now it's even worse. All right, so Roman Reigns has to feud with somebody from now until whatever, March, when they start doing the... uh, Let's look at who, who the male superstars are on the SmackDown roster. Okay? These are your potential opponents for Roman Reigns. Angel Garza, not going to happen. Baron Corbin, which I guess could happen, but he's a heel. Cesaro, who they already had Roman destroy. Drew Gulak, not happening. Eric and Ivar of the Viking Raiders, their tag team. Umberto Carrillo. The Usos, who are, you know, partners with Roman Reigns. Jinder Mahal, who I haven't seen in forever. We have Kofi. I guess maybe Kofi or Woods could step up because uh, I guess that Brock's the one that's defeated all of the New Day. Well, we've got Mace, Madcap Moss, Mansoor, Ali, whatever that guy, Boogs, Ricochet, Ridge Holland, Sami Zayn, Old Shankly, Sheamus, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Xavier Woods. That is your entire SmackDown male roster. And, of course, the name I did not mention is Drew McIntyre, who probably was supposed to be in that spot. But, unfortunately, Drew McIntyre has a neck injury. And uh, Drew McIntyre was written out of storylines on the show Sunday when uh, Madcap and Baron attacked him and uh, pilmanized his neck with a steel chair. And he's going to take some time off. And hopefully his neck gets better. If it doesn't get better, it's possible he would need major surgery. So he's he's out of the running. So looking at the lineup right there, like, bro, what's going on? I mean, I know what's going on. They don't have any ability to make stars, nor do they even try, with the exception of, like, one or two people on each brand. But this is just Sasha and COVID and Roman and Lesnar being switched and Drew being out. It is it is so patently obvious that the way that they book their television, it, it teeters by a thread. Unlike AEW, where they very much try to elevate a lot of people. And what happens is fans get upset about, oh, well, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in a long time. And blah, 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 blah. Bro, it's way better off to have too many stars that you can't see on television every week than to have, like, four stars, and if two of them get injured and then COVID strikes, you got nothing! And that's what they have right now is essentially nothing for Roman Reigns. What's your knee-jerk reaction? Shinsuke Nakamura? You know, Damien Bro, I don't know what they're going to do. I presume they're going to do, like, Corbin. Because what sucks and what would be a WWE idea, even though it stinks, which makes it a WWE idea, would be... Because Damian Priest keeps freaking out, he loses the title by some nefarious way or does something, gets himself suspended and thrown off the show by Adam Pierce, and he's got to go to SmackDown. Is that a stupid idea? Yes. Would that be something they would do? Yes. Would it get Damian Priest over to SmackDown so at least we have two guys that people may want to see square off and throw fists at each other? Yeah, you know, it actually would fill the void for a while and be something different other than Sheamus and Nakamura because other than that, I don't know what else you do. I don't know how long. I mean, a nose, a broken nose is not going to put 
uh, Rich Holland on ice for a long time. But if you wanted to use this as an excuse and flip Seamus babyface, you know, he doesn't have to be a grand babyface. People just like seeing Seamus punch people. And if that's how you market Seamus and Roman, it gives you some relief for a little bit. That's the only thing I can think of besides Shinsuke Nakamura, because what are you going to do? Call somebody up from NXT? You could do that. but Well, you, you know, call? they always could call up somebody from NXT, and his name is Braun Breaker. And you know what happened if that happened? I'd have $1,000 heading to Whale Scout here three years earlier than I was expecting. But anyway. Now, well, hold on now. Wasn't that about not messing him up, too, or was this just the WrestleMania being in the main event? I can't remember how this one went down. Well, I, I said he would main event within three years, but, I mean, well. if they bring up if they bring up Braun, I mean, you know, he's he, they'd be doing something Braun at Breaker's WrestleMania main eventing between next year's Braun, WrestleMania. Roman, Brock, Lashley, some, they, we'd, we'd, we'd see something sooner than a lot of people think. Like 2023, he's getting one of those days. If it's two days, Braun Breaker guaranteed is going to be in the mix for one of those days. Can't believe it won't happen. They need they need it, and they're going to rush it because they have to. You know, the next project at that point can be Gable Stevenson because he should be done at that point with Minnesota and all that. His his college career should be over with, I think, at that point. So he can be the next guy you want to throw on NXT TV you know, ice cold and then bring Braun Breaker up. That would, I guess, make some sense. By the way, this is the results of the day one show. I like this show. I thought there was a lot of good wrestling on this show. We had uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland beating Cesaro and Ricochet. Poor Ridge Holland took a knee and a foot right to the face from Ricochet on accident. Busted his nose open. I mean, it was a bloodbath at ringside as they tried to fix his nose. And uh, he was taken out, and so Sheamus valiantly one-on-two defeated the babyfaces, but things happen. We had the Usos beating the New Day, and uh, this match went 17 minutes, and it was a great match. This one and the RK-Bro Street Profits match, I mean, RK-Bro and the Street Profits, it was good, but if they put that match on Raw tonight, it would be the exact same match. The Usos and the New Day, this one was a, uh, what do they call these things now? Premium live events? This was a premium live event version of this match because it was great. Way better than you would see on on an average SmackDown. A premium live event. They don't call them pay-per-views no more. Jesus Premium live event. Which actually they've been doing for about, uh, uh, they first used the term I think in October, but they just started hammering it into our heads here on this show. I guess this sounds classier than streaming exclusively on Peacock, which, you know, just rolls off the tongue so well. We had Drew McIntyre beat Madcap Moss. And uh, what, nine minutes and 45 seconds. And uh, it's one of those matches where no one cares about Madcap Moss. They don't think he has any chance of winning. And so I think most people just, like, zoned out and then decided it sucked. But if you actually watch the match, it was a really good match. And Madcap Moss is, he's very impressive. He's got a lot of speed. He's got a lot of athleticism. He's got a horrible gimmick. Exactly. Except I like imagine, it. I imagine, like it. well, you would like it, but imagine if they were working on him with something serious for like the last five years. How long has he been in the system? He's been in the system for a long time. Imagine if they were treating him seriously, trying to come up with something, 
and giving this guy layers and trying to build him up. It's what they have problems with with everyone because I, they're scared to create stars. They don't know how to, and they're scared if they do create them, they're going to leave like The Rock did or Steve Austin or whatever. They can't control them. Whatever the reasoning is, imagine if they were building some guys like that for all of this time so when these situations happen, they don't look like fools. Baron Corbin, another great example of one. If he was kept semi-serious and actually played to his strengths a lot more in his entire run instead of just being somebody that people wanted to see off TV, even though he's got a lot of actual skills and he comes across really well and was a big guy, I don't know. It just kills me to see those two guys in this situation and, you know, at a time where they need people, it should be the greatest shining example of what we do wrong. Riddick Moss is a great example of everything that system does wrong. But here we are. RK Bro beat the Street Profits in a, uh, it was good. Uh, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, uh, kind of a bumpy start. But by the end, the fans were just eating this matchup. And uh, here's the problem. Becky really likes Liv, and Becky sold and sold and sold and just gave her everything. And then at the end, she's supposed to pin her using the ropes to set up another match. But she's too far away, and she's stretching her leg to try to get those ropes, and she can't get it, so she pinned her clean. And the announcers, they show a replay, so the announcer had to acknowledge it. So the good news is, it's WWE and it doesn't matter. They'll just set up a rematch tomorrow, even though she's been beaten clean twice. And uh, we'll move on, but I thought it was a good match. And then the main event was Lesnar, Big E, Rollins, Owens, and Lashley. And they went eight minutes. And they were actually supposed to go longer, but thank God they didn't because it was like perfect at eight minutes and 39 seconds or whatever it was, 825. Dude, this was a Heyman special where it was... uh, Big move, big move, kick out, brawl outside, break a table, big move, big move, explosive violence, finish. Eight minutes, 25 seconds. Lesnar won. It was awesome. And there was also Edge and Miz. I'll talk about that after the break. It's over live. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. You know, this uh, this Miz character, God bless the guy. Sure, he's a nice guy. I think if he actually lived next door, we'd probably get along great, as long as we didn't talk wrestling. But, dude, this Miz Edge match, a couple of problems here. One of them is that Edge loves to have long matches. It's like, 
these matches are so long all the time. And he's he's an excellent worker. And so, you know, many times he can pull it off. But sometimes he can't. And that uh, WrestleMania match with him and Orton, it went like 45 minutes. That was 25 minutes too long. This one, way too long. And uh, the bigger issue here is he's feuding with The Miz. And, again, God bless The Miz and all. But this guy is impossible to take seriously in a main event position. He's, uh, I don't even know if he's a more or less serious than like a Madcap Moss. He doesn't have a dumb name like Madcap Moss, but maybe he does. The Miz? I don't know. But anyway, somebody on the board made a very astute point, which is one of Edge's strongest points as a worker is that he sells so great. And he's great at, at doing the, the face and sweating and ah. But he's doing that selling for Miz's pedestrian offense. So it totally doesn't work. And yes, I realize that they put that belt on Miz. But I mean, it did more harm than good to the belt. Remember that show where he just ran away because he didn't want to defend the belt, the cowardly champion. And then there were the zombies and... Him and Morrison just being comedy geeks for the last year or whatever. I mean, all this match did was make Edge come across as less of a star. And when you're on borrowed time and you only have X number of bumps left on the bump card or whatever you want to say, don't be wasting your time with this feud with The Miz. And there's a reason they're doing it. They want to do the mixed tag. And I guess they couldn't come up with another couple. And I guess I'd have to really think of another couple to come up with anyway. And they really want to do the match. And, I mean, from that perspective, I'm very glad that Edge and, and Beth Phoenix are going to get to to team up and work that match with the Miz and Maurice. But, golly, this just, like, took all the shine off of Edge as a superstar. He was just a guy. He was just a WWE guy wrestling the Miz on this show. And he should never be that in this in this second run. But... Whatever. I didn't like it. it. wasn't bad. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, I don't even know if I'd say acceptable. If it were any two other guys, it would have been acceptable. But I guess, if it, you know, given that one of them was Edge, not acceptable. I didn't like this match. So you're saying it may be better for Edge and his beautiful wife, Beth, to face, I don't know, Montez and Bianca would probably be a better. Oh, dude, that had been a thousand times better. <laughs> Hey, look, this is the problem you get with the sports entertainment portion of the proceedings and who your big stars are. The Miz is a big star. He's a a fine sports entertainer in their universe that they have. But when I see Edge, I still want to see wrestling. I still want to see Edge be Edge. And unfortunately, it's a catch-22 with this feud. It doesn't really bother me. And the fact we're going to get the mixed tag and it's going to be entertaining, I'm actually, I'm actually for that. But... Uh, unfortunately, like you mentioned, I mean, from the time Edge has come back, he has not helped ratings. Nothing is going to help ratings. There were times even, you know, with Rollins, it didn't feel like things were going as smooth as he can. And he's into this feud with The Miz because, honestly, Brian, who else is he going to feud with? Well, you know what? It's actually at a level. And I I know that there's a bunch of names. Hold on. I got a great one for you. With how they think. If they weren't miscast for the last year. That's the problem. Go ahead. Becky and Seth versus Edge and Beth would have been a thousand times better. You know why? You know why you, you would be wrong about that is because. I would be wrong that it would be better? It would be better. But the problem is they should all be baby faces. 
because Seth and Becky coming back as heels has been ridiculous. So I mean, that actually, was Edge the, and Beth are baby faces. But the but but Seth. So it and, does work. But but Seth and Becky are not, and the problem is. Becky coming back as as a, a heel didn't make sense. Seth coming back as a heel didn't really make any sense. So I understand your dynamic with how those two together as heels against Beth and Edge, but it's like, I mean, look at Becky and and Seth as as heels. Has that really set the world on fire? Are you happy with that? Has that worked? Are the people thrilled about that? I don't think they're so. not. But you know what? If that's what it is, and that's what that's a far far better match than this one right here. And people are going, well, you know, Becky's got to defend the title. Well, first off, she doesn't have to defend the title. I mean, if anybody thinks that whatever business WWE is doing right now, ratings, whatever, will have any difference whatsoever if Becky is not champion, I got news for you. It ain't going to make one bit of difference. She could have lost the title to Liv Morgan, and you do the uh, the Becky and Seth versus Edge and Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania. She can win the title back later. It literally will make zero difference whether or not Becky has that belt. Zero. None. Zilch. Zero. What is that? What do you mean, what is this? Is that Ryback? It's not Ryback. Who is that? Mance Warner. Oh, is that who that is? The old Mancer, buddy. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. I didn't recognize his face on a chair. That's right. Why not? You know who recognizes his face on a chair? Those members of Young, Dumb, and Broke that he smashed that chair over with before they, they handed it off to my I'd son. I'd like to recognize your face on a chair. Hey, you know what's coming up the next couple days? What's that? Tokyo Dome. I know. And uh, we got a lot of matches for the Tokyo Dome. And uh, should I go over them? Should I Can mention? Yelled at by I the men- uh, chat. Yeah. Should I mention the stardom matches, or should I not mention them? Of course, sure. I should mention them. <laughs> I just want to see how the chat reacts. <laughs> There's a bloke on the chat today who was really mad that Dave had only spent five minutes or whatever talking about the stardom show, and he's so mad he was like, "Well, maybe he shouldn't even talk about it next time." Because <laughs> you know what stardom needs is less press. That is what's going to get them over more. That's what's going to help their viewership and everything like that. Less press. They they want us to talk about it. They don't want us to talk about well, it. Well, we can we only talk, talk about, it. about it if we talk about it enough. If we don't talk about it enough, we shouldn't talk about it. That's apparently this guy's point. My yeah. point is, if they get talked about at all, that's going to help them. And by the way, Tom and I are talking nothing but stardom on the show today because SmackDown was a replay. Should and then he goes, oh, I said he shouldn't rate the matches. Why? Because he rated them different than how you would rate them? Oh, if Dave only rates it four and a half, people might not watch the show. Well, Stardom's got a lot bigger problems if that's the case here. I'd like to think Dave And I didn't disagree, started... by, by the way, with either of his star ratings for the top two matches. If you thought they were six stars, what do you want me to do about it? Calm down. Look. I'm always calm. I, I think Dave may have unintentionally, intentionally killed the rating system when he started handing out more than five stars six stars seven stars 19 and a half stars all that sort of stuff that should have been the sign for everybody of how ridiculous all of this is now i know that there are people from the way back all the olds that used to look at these things and look at it as dave's you know recommendations when you were tape trading and things like that when things were a lot tougher to try to dig up and to try to go out and find these ratings were a lot more important. 
Now, with everybody having access to almost everything at the exact same time all across the world, and so many different styles, and so many things that have changed, you should have never really taken Dave's word as gospel anyway. It's like Siskel and Ebert. It's his opinion. Bottom line. That's the point. Listen, at everybody. At this point, there's, come on. A nine-star nine scale is no more ridiculous than a five-star scale. <laughs> like, it, it's Dave's opinion on the matches. And it's obviously Listen, a sliding scale, if you so don't who the like, hell cares? Hold on. If you don't like that he gave seven stars, bro, if he gave seven stars, that means you probably should watch it. That's the same as five stars. So it doesn't matter, everybody. Yeah. And, and then this is he... where people fight over, well, you shouldn't have changed it from five to seven. The bottom line is, at this point, who gives a crap? If you liked it and think it's great, that's all that matters. Well, not to this guy. To this Ugh. guy, Dave did not give enough stars, and therefore he shouldn't have talked about stardom. Because now he's afraid people won't watch the matches because Dave did not give them nine stars. Bro, listen. The more stardom is talked about, the better, okay? No one's talking about stardom like it's bad, all right? If people said, you know, I watched this stardom uh, pay-per-view, it absolutely sucked, okay? If, if that's all the press are getting, that would be bad. But no one's saying that, okay? If, if they're talked about at all, that is a positive for their business and their company. They need press. They need people talking about them. And if you think that they should be talked about more glowingly than they're being talked about, well, that's your problem, buddy. They're being talked about in a positive manner. Four and a half stars for a main event is still very, very good. Everyone still recommends you go out of your way to see the top matches. Everything's going to be all right. And you know what? They're wrestling at the Tokyo Dome. Mai Iwatani and Starlight Kid will face Tom Nakano and Saya Kamatani. That is on night two of the Tokyo Dome. On night one of the Tokyo Dome, I don't think there's any uh, stardom matches. But there is. A New Japan Rainbow. You know what a rainbow is? I do. It's a it's a horrible, and I do mean horrible, battle royal. Uh, Royal Rumble actually is uh, what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, the winner challenges for a horrible title in what is invariably a horrible match. True. That's that's fair coverage of of wrestling, everybody. That's fair. You know, it's also fair though. And I'm going to shoehorn this in. What a good Rumble was. It was the GCW Rumble that saw Homicide actually throw Atticus Kogar out. So he's the next man to face John Moxley when he returns for that GCW world title. Also in the show, show versus yo. We have Tanahashi, Taguchi, and Rocky Romero versus Kenta, Taiji Ishimori, and El Fantasmo. We have Naito Sonata and Bushi against Osprey Okan and Jeff Cobb. Shibata will face a mystery opponent. Did I tell you I got to leave the show early today, Mike, and, and you'll be covering the next couple of days? Ah. Ishii versus Evil for the Never Open Weight title. Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Goto and Yoshihashi for the tag team titles. Can't all be perfect. Well, Desperado versus Romu for the junior title. And Shingo versus Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. The winner of that match on night two will face Will Ospreay for the other IWGP Heavyweight title. And then we'll find out who's the real top dog of this promotion. Also on night two, we have got TBD, 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 and TBD for the provisional title. That match ain't selling no tickets, so it doesn't matter. Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask versus Taiji Shimori and Phantasmo versus Taguchi and Rocky Romero for the junior tag team titles in a three-way. 
The Evil Yujiro and Sho versus Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo for the six-man titles. Sonata versus Great Okan, which is fourth from the top. My God. Naito versus Jeff Cobb. And uh, Tanahashi will face Kenta in a no-DQ match for the IWGP United States title. January 4th and January 5th. And then January 6th, they've, uh, they're have they no longer calling it New Year's Dash. Now it's the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. January will not 8th. be in the Tokyo Dome. January 8th, that's what I said. The time difference. So there you go. Tetsuya what do you all Naito. think? Tetsuya Naito and Jeff Cobb is going to be a banger that nobody's really talking about right now because... I just talked about it. Well, I know that because everything else that, that is taking place on these shows. So, I mean... It, I the Rambo was good once. It really was, but they it should be goofy fun, but it should mean something more than just Yano and if you're going to keep doing this and now have the final four face off on night 2, just get rid of it all together. Have it as a Let fun me say one thing, thing about the Rambo. Guys can Mike. Come in, Let but... me say one thing very quickly. I think the Rambo could eventually be great again. Okay? It's easy. Because here's the problem. We're in a pandemic. And so, like, the pickings are going to be very slim for this Rambo. Mm. When the world opens up and you can bring in the Necro Butcher and the wh- Necro Butcher. whoever else, then the Rambo will be great again. What? Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer, a live mix-up review also of WrestlingObserver.com. Let's see what uh, WWE.com says about Raw tonight. I'm under the impression Brock Lesnar is going to be there. He's now a Raw guy. And God knows with the competition, the next three weeks, he's going to need. they're going to need him. So You know who they need back? Jeff Jarrett, but they can't get him because he's too busy smacking around Effie with his guitar. Did you see that, Brian? I heard about it, yeah. Hmm. I don't see Should nothing. I, I know you'll all be surprised. Because they ain't got nothing. I ain't seeing nothing about Raw on WWE.com. Bum-ass Because why, why would we promote Raw with such massive competition coming up over the next three weeks? Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank God I'm here to tell you that I think Lesnar's on the show tonight. If he's not, don't yell at me. How am I supposed to know? No one knows anything. Well, that's and Raw Even if tonight. they do, they just tear it up at the last minute anyway. And don't forget, we got AEW coming up on Wednesday, which will be moving to TBS. The finals of the TBS title tournament coming up on TBS. And much, much more. We'll talk about, yes, 
I appreciated the graphic. Did you see that? The old WTBS style graphic they put out there, the new Leave it to Beaver, and then coming up later on, AEW? I'm going social media. See, that's what the WWE people say you should do to find out what happens there. It's horrible for your health. Hey, listen, in an hour, at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, myself and Filthy Tom Lawler return to the airwaves. Video.f4wonline.com, only for our top tier YouTube subscribers. You got to be a subscriber. Or video section. Also, WrestlingObserver.com gets audio, obviously. We'll be talking the Stardom pay-per-view from last week. Stardom, Stardom, and more Stardom and nothing else. Although he may have some surprises. You know how filthy he is. And that's it. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners over to the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.